Trek program. It's time for action, Program complete. Listen when ready. Aw, uh, Phil, do we need to call somebody? Nope. <laughs> There's places I can go for help, I know. I'll blink <laughs> twice if you're in need of help. There you go. <laughs> Stop, blink- All right. Stop blinking. Know, Stop blinking. God, are you having a seizure? What is that? No. <laughs> is he stroking out? He's he having twice. Do, you, do you smell toast? Mm-hmm. Mm, toast. Is it burning? All right. Let's dive into some because I I have things to say about this one. Uh, welcome to the Nerd Trek Podcast, everybody. I'm Jeff. I'm here with Phil. Hey, everybody. And David. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, he just pulled a quantum leap. Oh, oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, more importantly, our guest is back with us. Welcome back, Josh. Yay! Hi! Yay! Thanks for letting me stay. <laughs> of course. <laughs> you mean this is two days later? I don't know what you're talking about. Right. It's... Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> we don't want to pull back the curtain. Break down the fourth wall. That was Tuesday. We talked last. That was Thursday. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I think people understand at this point that we're that there's no rhyme or reason to this. It's all <laughs> <Yeah>. chaos. <laughs> it's all chaos. Don't give away our secrets. Well, and, and that, yeah, that we do any whatever is most convenient for us and don't care about the recording. Don't care about anybody else. <laughs> That's true. That's true. All right. Uh, poop. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I got sidetracked. All right. Today we're discussing if wishes were horses. DS9 season one, Such episode 15. Uh, original air date May 16th, 1993. Um, I don't like this one. If witches were horse, if wishes were horses, that's the worst name. Is that from I, something? No. Who the fuck knows? It feels like what? a reference. It's got to be closest, something. The closest thing I can think of is from Spider-Man when he goes, if promises were rent, my daughter would be fat. Or my... <laughs> <laughs> wow. I In the original Spider-Man trilogy. No, I'm sure that's where they got it from. They had to have gotten it from Sam Raimi's Spider-Man trilogy. That like came seven out years before it. <laughs> yeah, it's a nursery ride. Like ten years it's after this. Horses, beggars could ride. See, Josh is the, he actually Googled it and looked it up. And unlike us. Don't we, don't we have someone who's supposed to do that? Well, <laughs> So it's, see, I've never, is it like an old English nursery rhyme? I've never heard of it. It's an old Scottish one, apparently. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. All right, then. Uh, yeah, the basic plot of this one is some imaginary friends come to life and weird stuff happens, but then it turns out to be aliens who are kind of watching the humans. Aliens. And aliens. <laughs> like the ancient aliens guy. Um, this episode, like, screams recycled TNG unused script. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it Absolutely. doesn't do anything. None of the characters. There's no character development. No, no plot line. Nothing moves forward. This is like a total filler episode. I mean, you get some character stuff with Cisco liking baseball. That's about uh, it, I think. We get a lot more of that. It's like and, we're barely through the middle of the first season, and they're already throwing in just like meh. Well, and then here, you get here. Here's this crap. You get Julian being a creeper. Again, I don't like this. Why I fucking hate Julian in the first couple seasons. Yeah, Julian's not great, but he belongs on a list somewhere. It's not 100% his fault. Like, oh no, it's the way it was written. And right, right, you can't control what comes through your mind necessarily. But I mean, come on. Oh yeah, tired of defending Julian. (laughs) 
Right. No, well, but even Gen Z was like, hey, that's a private thought. We didn't have and I and I get that. Which is I actually cool. I get that. Like yeah, I love after, that Gen Z understands. Yeah. After the but other kinda, Gen Zia shows up, I'm like, he's not responsible at that point. He tried even he even fights it at first. He's like, this doesn't seem right. And then she's like, Why are you fighting again? And he's like, Well, I that's a good point. Why am I like Because of stuff and yeah. things. Because of stuff and things. I it's more the other yeah. stuff that I thought you were talking about him being a creeper where he's like I'm interested in you and stuff. And then she's like, Oh, the other girls. And he's like, yeah, but they're not you. And I oh, feel the, like, Oh, the whole opening yeah. at the bar, yeah. the whole opening at the bar. And I'm like, <laughs> don't get me wrong. He's, he's not lying to her, but yeah, he's no, trying but, to be like, you're the most important. And she's like, what about the other ones? And like, it's like not as important, no, but, but the whole image the he has in his it. mind of her is fucking creepy. Like she's all subservient and what, oh, Hey, that's your thing. Go for it. I'm not well, she just, she's anything, like, is that what but, you want? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's what you want. The subs- and it's clearly not Judzia's personality at all. No, I think the problem I have is that that's Julian's entire personality for the first season is just that he's this brilliant doctor, and you could explore that in a ton of of, of other that's ways, which I know true. it does it yeah. does down down the road. But as yeah. of right now, this is his entire personality. Is he's trying to be like a Riker kind of. Well, you get a sprinkle of Garrick episodes. Yeah, I think, the Riker you were off of Wish.com, yeah. But he is he is Wish Riker, yeah. That's. Uh, <laughs> I'll give you that one. That's definitely true because he's got more facets to him. You can tell, and they don't dig into any of that. They really his just first, on, his first his season smooth faced Riker. That's what it is, baby face Riker. <laughs> that is Wish Riker, yeah. That is Wish Riker. No, I just, but I think they could have expanded the character so much more, and I know they do down the line. I just, it's not, it's such a very '90s, I'm, like I'm a ladies' man kind of thing. It's, and it's weird. It just makes my whole, skin go. That whole makes fight. my skin go. Ugh. The whole storyline <laughs> is that way. <laughs> like everything yeah. that happens in this episode, yeah. it's not, it's not like a garbage fire of an episode or anything, but it's also just distinctly not good. Um, uh, and uh, I, to me, Odo has a few lines that elevate it a bit for me. Yeah. Um, and I like real Jadzia in this episode. This is one of the few episodes in the first season where I'm like, that's Dax. Um, Cause she's another character that the writers hadn't figured out yet. Her and Julian are definitely the two biggest offenders there yeah she's yeah. definitely a complex character that they were simplifying and you can tell that i mean just the backstory they give her of like having lived all these different lives they touch on a little bit when cisco calls her old man and a few of those things but yeah you can tell they don't dig that deep into it really so they touch on it in this episode yeah. even which is kind they of touch cool on it, yeah where she's like, well, I was a young man once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which was funny because yeah. she says that. And I expect Julian to like kind of, uh, but uh, he's like, ah, he's, oh, yeah. he has no problem with that. He's like, okay. That's... <laughs> she understands. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and then it, I, I, and I think that's what kind of bothered me is that, or it's, so ultimately, yeah, you find out that there are these aliens and they only, they were interested in humanity and the people on the station to deal with their imagination because they don't know what an imagination is. And it just was like, you're these all-powerful creatures who can do this and, like, create a, a, a black hole outside in space. And you're like, you're just messing around. And it was just weird. And then I'm, I'm guessing we never see them again. Of course not. Of course right? we don't fucking ever see them again. <laughs> Why would Why we do would something stupid like that? that? Come on. No. They're uh. like, yeah, they can manifest imaginations and read our thoughts. And they're like, yeah, we're good. We've, Peace we're, out. We learned about baseball for- and wet dreams. 
that's part of the, the thing too is like at the beginning they kind of like Rumpelstiltskin shows up so you're like what the hell and everybody thinks the same thing like some hollow sweet thing's gonna go wrong so they do a little bit of like the guessing game ooh could it be this ooh could it be that but then of course it ends up being some like space anomaly of course that has no meaning to it and then aliens that we've never seen before or since well and that, even, I was just like ah come on like yeah <laughs> even the space again anomaly, the fun is trying to guess it even the space anomaly isn't actually a thing because they imagine it that was i have to admit that one was a little more interesting the meta kind of like nope we imagine this into existence too i was like all right i thought the conclusion was kind of cool because it it is a very cisco kind of conclusion he's like ah i can't hurt us if we don't believe in it don't worry about it turn off the shields don't like that yeah Yeah. just don't shut it it all down it's kind of like Freddy Krueger. It's if you remember, like they only have he only has power because you believe in him. Yeah. Because it has a story. Did Did you well, guys ever see see the movie Sphere? Oh God, a long time ago. Am I on a limb here? Okay, Michael, so it's Michael like Crichton, right? yeah, it's Michael Crichton, but it was like um, it's like Sam Jackson and Dustin Hoffman and. A woman. All I remember is the speech Crap. they give when they come in and they're like, I bet it's a perfect sphere if you bounce a laser off it. And then they talk about someone walking in no. and drawing a perfect circle and how amazing that is. Oh. So it was, no, it, was so, it was impactful. But Yeah. So the kind of premise of the, the movie Sphere is like they find this alien orb thing underwater and they go they send some scientists down. But ultimately the scientists learn that like they get these magical powers from this orb or this sphere, but only because they think it. So like their imagination comes to life. And then at the end of, of the, the movie spoilers, uh, Sam Jackson basically just goes like, Hey, if, 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 if our thoughts come to life, if we think that we lose the powers, then we lose the powers. So they thought away their magical powers. And mm-hmm. that's what this episode kind of was like, Oh, if we just don't e- um, acknowledge it, if we don't think about it, then it goes away. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, and awesome. it, and it and it also reminds me of the TNG episode um where they put together the artifact and oh, when, the Vulcan uh, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when they think like think happy thoughts or whatever and nothing happens to them. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of that. That's Gambit, isn't it? That's Gambit. Uh, yeah. yeah, Gambit. Yeah. yeah. Two-parter. Okay. Yeah. But I do kind of like the concept that they explore what would be unique about humans in space. Kind of a thing, because I've seen a lot of different things, either from D&D or so on, where like in D&D, humans are the jack of all trades. They're very adaptable. They can kind of they're kind of good at everything and therefore they can do a little bit of everything. Um, And this one, like it being kind of that idea of like everybody else can do stuff. But imagination is very much a human or humanoid trait, I guess. Was neat. It just they, they executed it so poorly. <laughs> like the, the, this thing had good bones. The episode had good bones, but everything that they built on top of it was crap, which is very sad. Well, let me pose a question to to you guys. Uh, there is a scene where the three it's like the uh, it's uh, Buck, uh, Abakai, the fake Jedzia, and then Rumpelstiltskin are meeting, and they're like, "Hey, but mine is thinking this, and I'm trying to connect with mine." Are they the only three? aliens because there's i mean there's other manifestations are those real? Yeah, are, those, are, are those other aliens they did a poor job of explaining it like that <laughs> seems to be the implication but there's no evidence that they're the only actual aliens and that everything else is a phantasm but i mean I yeah except for the emus running around the promenade <laughs> and the snow <laughs> and the, and the, and snow. the yeah. snow yeah, yeah we got about uh, nine centimeters friends. of snow down here 
I, I love when he says there's four to five centimeters of snow. And I'm like, how much is that? He's a real measurement. <laughs> you and your metric system. <laughs> come on. How much is that in American? Right. Come on. Use imperial. Very, very poorly thought out. No way to really predict what's going on to try to figure it out. So you're just along for the ride and you're like, all right. It's one of the, it's one of those things, the, the Alice in Wonderland deal. I, I A lot of people love that. And I can't stand it because you can't try and predict anything that's going to happen. It's literal it's madness yeah. bouncing around. And some people seem to love that. And I'm just like, no, like we're all my, my a whole, little mad. My here. whole joy in this is to try and figure out what's going on ahead of time. It's a lot of whimsy, which usually doesn't have much logic to it. Well, yep. and I like I like having Buck Bukai come because yeah. that's part of that's the future and part of I don't know I don't know if you want to say canon, but at Rumpelstiltskin, are we fucking kidding? It's very weird. <laughs> well, Buck Bokai, I think, is one of the most low-key interesting characters mm-hmm. yeah. that is introduced, period, in all oh, of Star yeah. Trek because of what it says about Star Trek's reality and Earth. Because he he talks about the Final World series in, like, 42. Only 300 um, people showed up. Only 300, which would have been in the middle of World War Three, And mm. somehow Major League Baseball is playing in London, which makes exactly zero sense there's like five baseball fans in in the uk like and they're well, all Americans. now well now, be like yeah. 20 more years there's yeah, expansion teams we still use money too okay you can't go yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but i just don't i don't know like london is very weird like it's just a lot of interesting choices in yeah. terms of his backstory um but i mean star trek is always very messy with it, how I would I would have watched the shit out of like a Ken Burns style documentary on like the future history of baseball. <laughs> oh, and, yeah, heck yeah. I mean, I've watched the heck out of the actual Ken Burns I know, yeah, baseball that's, documentary, which yeah. was awesome. He needs to make an extra episode, which is just the Star Trek, just the future, <laughs> yeah, Star Trek <laughs> canon of baseball. Buck Buckeye like, is like reliving stuff from like the '63 World Series. <laughs> like, no, 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 not that '63. It's '2360 <laughs> or '2263. Well, because it's even sad because when he has that that exchange with Cisco and you can see like his heartbreaking is like, oh, baseball was such a huge thing. And, you know, it's just kind of ended and how nostalgia or how nostalgic uh, Cisco is for it, because because they even say his imagination was about someone from 200 years before he was even born. But Mm -hmm. that's who he wanted to see. Which is really interesting. I I think it says a lot of things about Cisco that the thing on his mind is something that he shares with his son. Yeah. Um, and uh, that it is something very like nostalgic. And it's very Cisco's imagination is very human in that way. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. Bashir's is as well. Cisco's yeah. is more <laughs> right. Cisco's Different side or pure. Um, and uh, I, I just think that Bakai is just such an interesting little, just tidbit of a character um, in the, in that episode doesn't elevate the episode enough for me, but it's still very interesting to think about like what that means for the setting as a whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did appreciate them using that as kind of like a future character that doesn't exist instead of trying to like be like Babe Ruth or some right. major baseball legend that we know right. of and that everybody's going to look at and be like, that's not actually him. Like, obviously, it's some actor pretending to be him. So that was that was interesting. I give him yeah. that. Like, it, it's kind of funny. Leeway. When you watch this episode as a whole, you're like, this is complete crap. And then as you start to pick out the individual bits, you're like, no, no, no. It's little shiny rocks mm-hmm. inside of crap. Like, you just have to <laughs> – it's just held well, together by crap. Yeah. Well, I, well, I like to win because I think this this kind of opens up with uh, Jake going up to the hollow suites and 
And Otto's like, are you letting him up there to do stuff? And he's like, no, 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 no. It's, it's, he's, he's playing baseball. I swear. Uh, (laughs) and then he, and then he's like, have you ever heard of a Ted Williams? Like he says it so awkwardly, Ted Williams, like he just makes it so awkward, but it's like, I love that entire opening scene where he's, um, he's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm branching out into family friendly, you know, stuff. It's great. Did you, did you notice? So I think Phil, you're the only, only other person on the podcast who's seen all of DS9, right? Yeah. All right. So did you catch how um, Quark is asking Odo if he'd like him to go into a hollow suite and have a shapeshifter he can mingle with? Yeah. And I was like, I think that they remembered that idea and used it years later. Oh. Because that's literally, yeah, that's literally what they do. Pretty much what they do. Oh, the changelings. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I wonder if they did. I forgot about that. That to me feels like a throwaway line that someone remembered like three years later. And they're like, hey, well, I guess they could mingle. Why not? Remember that one episode back in the first season? I mingle, he means perform mitosis. They (laughs) they merge. They like, they they have a tender roll and they're like, wobbly together it's very weird interesting yeah i guess yeah i can see that yeah i mean i don't know exactly what you're referencing later but but still (laughs) you'll get there i'm sure it is something (laughs) no uh it just it it did it did stick out to me because it it felt very throwaway Mm. but having having been a big fan like i hadn't really watched this episode with a critical eye ever every t- every other time i've watched it i've been like i want to see buck bakai yeah <laughs> that's pretty much it um uh, but this time i was like oh that's hmm. i wrote it down on my little sheet of notes <laughs> that means that means we're only 20 years away from the final world series sad as sad and london's gonna be in it 2042 yeah well let's get through world war three first which is probably happening soon. Apparently well, you can. World it's War Three, World, World War Three <laughs> is 2026 to 2053. So, oh god, it lasts that long. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. screwed. Yeah. Uh, although maybe not entirely. Like San Francisco survives, so I guess that's something. Oh, I can drive. I'm, I'm good. I'm gonna <laughs> now like I we're do close know definitely can drive up there. Like, historically, <laughs> my region of the country is a popular was for a long time like a popular nuclear weapon target for the soviet union so i don't know if i'll make it out but you know whatever oh. red dawn there. <laughs> probably some <laughs> secret silos there probably i don't know if i'll get one but <laughs> <laughs> i'll go to the i'll go up to northern michigan become a youper that'll be cool there you go <laughs> wait is is that why uh starfleet is headquartered in san francisco because they survived world war three so that's always been my so okay. Here's a couple of things. Okay. Head, head yeah. Setting stuff. Setting uh, stuff. Here, here we go. Going down. Stuff. <laughs> I care more about the setting than most people because I think that to me a setting is oftentimes more interesting than other things. So like I love like just the whole like world setup. Mm-hmm. I think that San Francisco is probably one of the few major cities that in the U.S. that survives. We know for sure New York doesn't because it's mentioned in an episode. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. I don't remember which one, but New York does not. Now I find it very suspect that Paris is the capital of the, fe- like the political capital of the Federation. I don't understand how Paris could possibly make it out of any kind of world war situation given France's history without having, especially one in which nukes are dropped. Well, they but don't yeah. get destroyed because they give up. That is not Paris. That's not <laughs> France's history. Yeah, France has like not... a, a uh, a a two thousand year history of kicking ass and taking names. I think if World War Three starts, they'll be in the mix. 
Well, and just but, ge- uh, geographically, I think they would be hit by something. Right. Well, and Paris is an important target. I mean, so yeah, that's France yeah. had a history of two thousand years of failed revolutions. No, that's no, two hundred. Their, their, their revolution those. worked pretty well last time. Which one? Mm. You got to pick they're, one of the dozen. They're cutting they heads had. off. <laughs> well, no, I, that was I guess stopping the revolution. Yeah, the cutting the heads off is probably probably what caused the empire, though. So Napoleon mm. doesn't get his chance if there's not a total vacuum of political leadership and military leadership. But Ooh, anyway. new podcast. <laughs> hey, the hey. history podcast. Military history. I. There you go. <laughs> there, <we> go. <laughs> there, there was um. God, this is I'm I'm gonna age myself now. So I'm not a very re- religious person, but there was a show on the History Channel like ten years ago. Basically, this guy took a military history approach to like stuff from the Old Testament. I was like, oh well, here's how the battle of like this would have gone down, and it was really it was really interesting. It was called like Battle 360 or something, um, but it was it was a really interesting like take on it, just to kind of that like military aspect of how people like assaulted or whatever. City. I don't know, I don't remember anything. Mm. I'm old. <laughs> that was a very pointless story. Sorry. You brought it up and then brought it home. And then it just crashed. It was gone. <laughs> I totally Sorry. dragged this podcast in a very non-Star Trek direction. I apologize. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, that's most of our, our episodes. Yeah, that's that's okay. Oh, yeah. That's okay. Our rabbit holes very rarely are Star Trek related. That's true. <laughs> that's just the springboard. <laughs> yeah. Well, crap. Then I'm I'm going to move to uh, San Fran then, if, if that survives. It seems like your safe spot. I mean, the Golden Gate Bridge is standing in the 23, you know, so. Why do we even have that? We don't use cars anymore. <laughs> one of the shows that has like solar panels on it uh lower decks yeah because it, it was in lower decks yeah because okay. mariner's like why do we have that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah i think my favorite ep- or part of this episode was the whole baseball subplot and getting to know cisco a bit more um that was my favorite stuff the rest was kind of like yeah eh. yeah it, do- it doesn't the rest of it was like me me it doesn't advance anyone else's character it was kind of like yeah i i did like that that uh Odo finally has an imagination and it's putting Cork in, in jail. In jail. <laughs> he, has, he has two really good lines before that where he's like, imagination. <laughs> cracks me up. And you or, do or see that, Kira. Um, okay. uh, that Kira's only dream she has is a nightmare. She has PTSD, obviously. Yeah, so, the fireball like, and everything. Yeah, just yeah, death. Explosion. Yeah. yeah, so that's a window into her character. Like, mm. like David said, this episode has some good bones, but it's very very poorly executed yeah because even dax's is about us like a a science mystery like in an anomaly right. in space mm-hmm. interesting yeah 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 now yeah i think it had moments but it just overall i'm like eh, whatever <laughs> so all right uh what's your devo meter on this one? Oh man it's hard to get a beat on this one to like rate it at a single Thing. I feel like I should have to rate different aspects of it in a way, but you're like for about three if, minutes here it was a five, <laughs> and about five minutes there it was a two. Uh, general concept, <laughs> intention. I'm gonna kind of throw that out the window and go for what they presented, which is what I usually do, which is gonna be probably like a four. It's they mm-hmm. when you have a good idea and it gets lost in translation, it is still lost in translation. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. it, it's got a lot of good potential. It could easily been an eight on the Devometer, but they failed. And I'm sure they care so much about my opinion on a show from 1990, whatever it was. Three, it's but, 20 years old. <laughs> 1993. 30 years old. Shit, sorry. God. It's 29 years old. 
Come on, sure, still Rick, 29. Rick Berman's <laughs> going to be listening. Oh, what yeah. What do you get? What did I get? He's tracking the David meter like on a legal pad. He's got post-its everywhere. Looks like one of those tracker boards. He's like, ah! <laughs> what did you say about this one? <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> All right. Um, did we see deaths in this one? I don't think we did, did we? No one dies. There's no Ferengi shenanigans, and Odo doesn't turn into anything. Boring episode. Except for Rumpel Stillskin, apparently. They should have known that we were going to be tracking those things, and they should have put more in the episode for it. In advance. They're saving it. They're saving it. You know, they're like, 30 mm-hmm. years from now, someone's going to track this. Someone will care. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Any other parting thoughts on this episode? I think we're all kind of in a similar boat. Yeah. That's kind of crap. Yeah. <laughs> There was there's moments. I think I'm with Josh. I'm like, yeah, I like, well, I like baseball stuff the best. There's, and there's not really even like a B plot to like kind of redeem the A plot. It's all one plot, and they plotted themselves. Like they just <laughs> mm-hmm. plotted. I like okay. I like the very brief moment where Jake is kind of being tempted to go to the hollow suite and play some baseball. Yeah. And he just proves again that he's just a good kid. Like it's nice. I'm gonna go I like Jake yeah, he's like, I gotta got stay here and do my homework, man. Even though he's talking to legendary baseball player Buck Bakai. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's kind of cool. And then his fake dad. Yeah, and that's his ima- That's what he imagines. Yeah. <laughs> it's his dad. His for dad. Like 30 seconds. So he's like, yeah, please stay here. <laughs> do your homework. Oh, nice. I guess. Yeah. All right. Um,. Uh, do you want to, I guess, Josh, do you want to talk about your wife's uh, social media? Stuff? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Always up for that. Um, I do not myself have much social media presence aside from, you know, personal Facebook page <laughs> kind of thing. But um, my wife, on the other hand, does. My wife is Kelly, the nerdy flutist. She is um, a, a, a Trek talker. Uh, plays flutes and flute-like objects and uh, does all sorts of musical things, including some uh, like bardcore covers of, of some songs. Um, she, she, like myself, is a LARPer, and so some of that uh, comes out in, in some of her stuff. Uh, and, the, and the LARP that we play in, uh, I play like a paladin and she's a bard, and so a lot of the music that you hear on, on her TikTok and Instagram is played in real life and so it's pretty fun she gets to gets to workshop stuff but yeah anyway she's great at the nerdy flutist um you should follow her because she's fantastic and played for kate mulgrew and stuff absolutely she's good and she she does like a game night every like thursday um sometimes thursday's her live stream on twitch okay um she does a once a month game night on twitch and if you're one of her patreons uh you can you can play um and or patrons i should say um you can you can play with her and she's done some board games um some like uh, jackbox arcade stuff um mm-hmm. and uh, things like that so it's always a good time and i get i get i get to be a patron so i've occasionally been on those but um <laughs> nice yeah. right on yes no you, kelly's great and i think i think she expressed wanting to come back for some some oh. episode probably she would love to. Um, and in fact, there is an episode in season five or six, maybe seven, that is very musical that I know that she would love to come back for. Um, okay. uh, and uh, But she would also come back just for any episode. 
Um, and uh, yeah, if you ever want to have me back, have me back for one where the Nagus is on because I love the Ferengi nah. a lot. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> we can do that. Uh-huh. Awesome. No, and uh, thank you for doing this. This has been fun. Yeah. And yeah, no, you are always welcome back. Awesome. Yeah. Well, hey, let me know. Um, uh, my Mondays are often free, and this was a really good time. I appreciate you guys uh, uh, taking me on like this. It's fun. We bribed you. <laughs> yeah. That's it. <laughs> no. It's all that um, money. Gold it's that money. Profit. That's what we gave you. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, David, why don't you do your thing? All righty. Yeah, find out what's your nerd trick at the nerdtrick.com where we got links to our social media sites. You can see our smiling faces. You can buy some of our shit. And whenever you are done uh, manifesting the fantasies of your inner creep, you can give us a five star rating and review and we will read it out over the air. While you're there, uh, check out one of our other podcasts like 10 Minute Expert, where you can become an expert in anything nerdy related in 10 minutes or less. Or Acting Captain, where we've got a bunch of TikTokers that discuss an issue, typically a social one, uh, over the course of several hours yes yeah they they do have some really in-depth uh, discussions they do. The, they do they they are long but they are worth it <laughs> yes absolutely um cool that's it for us everyone thank you for listening we appreciate it and we will catch you on the next one bye everybody see ya bye.